Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt. And it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this Fear Party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, Episode 5. Well, hey, hey, Fear Boss, and welcome back to the Fear Boss Show. This show is obsessed with making you braver and on a mission to help you smash comfort zones. And I am so excited to be back on the podcast airwaves with you again this week. I've got to tell you, it is a snowy, cold day here in Ohio. I'm in my home office recording the pod. I just made myself a little matcha tea. Anybody else into matcha tea? Now, trust me, your girl drinks coffee. That's my morning routine. But sometimes in the afternoon, I want a little something extra. So I whisk myself up some Japanese ceremonial matcha tea. It was something I learned how to do last year. And let me tell you, it's not only good for you, it just is so relaxing. There's just something about drinking tea. I've got a a candle lit and it's just a vibe in here today. So I am just so happy to be here with you. The house is quiet. Hopefully my dog won't bark. Nobody's running around. Um, Football's about to start. It is a Sunday. So I'm going to catch this podcast vibe while I can. And I've got to ask you, how are you liking the show so far? Talk to me. Do you have any ideas or requests or anyone you'd love to see on the show? What do you want more of? What are you loving? And what are you craving? I mean, we have gotten so much awesome feedback from you. Um, I'm also starting to work out some fun interviews and really want to bring on brave guests to join me here. So buckle up. This fear party is only just getting started, and it's been so much fun experimenting with this new platform, and my intention for this show is to make it the best listening experience for you. So this is why I called it the Fear Boss Show, not the Judy Holler Show. So talk to me. I want this show to be for you. Drop me a DM on the Instagram or email us at hello at judyholler.com. That's J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com. We want to hear from you. I am looking at all those messages. I am in my DMs every day. So talk to me. I love hearing from you. Oh, and make sure you are using the hashtag, hashtag the fear boss show so we can grow our conversation and our community online. And so we can all find each other. Also, a quick reminder that my best-selling book, Fear Is My Homeboy, is now available on Audible. So if you haven't read it yet and you prefer to listen to your books versus read them, and if you're here listening to this podcast, that's likely the case, jump onto Audible or Amazon and grab your 
audiobook copy of my book. Of course, it has all kinds of fun surprises that aren't included in the hard copy of my book. Either way, I'd love for you to scoop up a copy of my book. I mean, listen, if you're loving this podcast, I have a feeling you're going to love my book. Okay, so let's dig into this week's show, and I'm going to call this episode the Holla Back episode. I couldn't resist. This is going to be a live Q&A when I was trying to think of what to call this. I mean, is there a better name than the Holla Back show? I mean, you know this song. Sing it with me. Here we go. Ain't no Holla Back girl. I ain't no <laughs> I could not resist. I mean, if you know Hollaback, you know Gwen Stefani, and you can't have a last name like Holler and not have heard that song a million times. And I get called a Hollaback girl every five seconds. So when I was thinking about what to call this show, I couldn't resist. So we're calling the monthly Q&A show the Hollaback episode. So I'm going to try and do this at the end of every month, once a month at the end of every month. And my intention with these Hollaback episodes is to make this podcast a conversation with you, with the community, and to answer your burning questions. I hear from so many of you every day, and your questions are so good. They are straight fire. And I figured if you have the question... Maybe another fear boss has the same questions and that maybe my answer and my conversation around the question could help another fear boss out. So you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the first ever Hollaback episode featuring you and your questions. Okay, question number one comes from Erica Biddix. She reached out to me on the gram. She runs Girl Boss Offices in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'll link to her in the show notes. She is an absolute fear boss. And one of the questions she asked me was this, what is the number one question you get after your keynotes? I loved that question, Erica. So let's jump in and break it down. So number one, the first thing people usually ask me is about my outfit. Where'd you get shoes? Where'd you get your skirt? Where's that sequin jacket from? But mostly the real questions that come to me are questions about confidence, confidence on stage. You know, how do I become a more confident speaker? How did you get so confident? How can I get over my nerves and do what you do up there and become more proud when I'm up on stage and not like self sabotage every time I speak or put myself out there. So here's the deal. Public speaking is like one of the top universal fears, isn't it? I mean, I think it's up there with like, I think it might be dying, right? Like, I think we're more afraid of public speaking than death. Most of us don't like to speak in public. And even as much as I speak, I mean, I speak for a living, I still get nervous. Remember, scary things never get less scary, but you will get stronger. So how I became a confident speaker is by experimenting with it, by doing it a lot. And this is how you get better, period. It doesn't make my nerves go away, but my repeated successful attempts at doing the scary thing and surviving, i.e. speaking, gives me the confidence to know that I, if I did it once, well, then I can certainly do it again. I mean, I also, of course, prepare and rehearse like crazy, which also helps me be more confident because it means I know my shit. 
So here's a couple of examples for you. Maybe you're a mom and you have a couple of kids, but you'll never forget your first kid, right? You were a nervous wreck. You had no clue what you were doing. You were totally anxious. You were constantly worried you were going to fuck it up. But by kid number three, you're spinning around those babies like a boss, right? Because you've done it. And your confidence on kid number two, three, and four came through repeated attempts of being a mom and succeeding. So you got more confident, right? You kept experimenting. Maybe you uh, take the example of maybe it's your first time ever doing a spin or a yoga class, right? You'll never forget your first like spin class or yoga class. You go into the studio and you don't know how to set up your bike. You don't know where to put your mat. You feel really nervous. You don't know anyone. You're not sure to close your eyes during the namaste and is your downward dog super awkward and you know if you're on the spin bike you know should I be standing sitting do I look like a complete fool uh so yeah you feel really awkward but then all of a sudden one day it's summer and you've been going to yoga or your spin class for six months and you have some friends and maybe you start sitting up front and you can finally do all of these really tough things just like everybody else and your confidence your continued repeated attempts of doing the awkward thing, doing the scary thing and succeeding makes you confident enough to pull your mat up into the front row of the yoga studio or to sit on the bike in the front row because you've proven to yourself that you could do it. So confidence comes through repeated attempts of doing scary things and surviving. And P.S., I really think that's what confidence is. It's not only how you feel about yourself, but it's knowing that you can figure shit out, that you've got this no matter what. Remember, chapter one of my book, Fierce My Homeboy, is titled Love Yourself on Purpose because we have to start there. Because when you love yourself and are brave enough to try new things, even if you get it wrong or even if it doesn't work, you know you'll be okay. So it's all about experimenting. Keep experimenting. And if it doesn't work, move on, try something new, just keep going. Listen, I have had plenty of bad talks. I have had plenty of bad moments on stage, but all of the bad, all of the bad is what has made me good because I keep showing up. You got to remember that you are always better than yesterday. Always. Every day you are getting better and every day you are better than yesterday. Okay, question number two comes from Mary Jane. Now, Mary Jane works at my alma mater high school, Incarnate Word Academy. So uh, a shout out to all the IWA girls in St. Louis that are listening. Uh, But she asked me a great question. She says, knowing what you now know, what would you say to your teenage self about the future? Ooh, I love this question. Okay, the first thing I would honestly say to myself is, girl, do not pluck your eyebrows. Do not pluck those big, beautiful, juicy, luscious eyebrows. Do not do it. Let me tell you, they are going to be in one day. You do not want to touch those eyebrows. Put down the tweezers and back up. So that's number one. Number two, I would say don't ever touch a cigarette. Put down the cigarettes. Um, Some of you may or may not know, I smoked for years uh, through my early 30s, if you can believe that. And I'm so proud that I no longer have that bad habit in my life. But boy, that was a cross I bared for a long time. And I went to school in the 90s when that was like popular and cool. So no, it's not cool. It's gross. It's disgusting. And do not, do not pick up a cigarette. And number three, 
Here's what I would say to my teenage mini hollaback Judy. I would say, homegirl, it is okay to feel afraid because everybody else is too. And that all of the stuff you are embarrassed about right now, all of the stuff that makes you different and weird right now will become your superpowers. Okay, question number three comes from Jess Wasik85 on the Instagram. She asked me, how do you deal with doing what's best for you without the guilt of disappointing others? Okay, I hear you. We have all been here. Listen, remember, fear has one goal, and its only goal is to get you to stop. And one of the tricks fear pulls out of its bag to keep you stuck safe and just the same is guilt. So number one, you need to understand, you cannot control other people, places, and or things. So someone else's disappointment is not really your problem. Number two, remember, there are only love-based reactions or fear-based reactions. And I'd bet my bottom dollar that anyone who truly loves you will cheer you on. So there's two things to consider here. A, sometimes we feel guilty and we're making it up in our head and there's no actual evidence that someone else is disappointed. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have tended to overreact and overthink and I'm a recovering people pleaser and I would make all these things up in my head and think, oh my God, they're so mad at me or they're so disappointed or they don't like me anymore. When the reality is, is I was just making it up. You know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Anxiety is false evidence appearing real. So first, check yourself. Is there even actual evidence of disappointment to begin with? And then B, sometimes it is real. And someone close to us is acting out of fear because our changing, our growing, our evolving scares them. You know, will you still need them? Will you still love them? Will you still be the same you? So my advice is to not get tripped up in guilt because guilt is the thing fear uses to stop you. My advice is to keep going because fear boss, this is your life. You got to live it. And oh, by the way, you will die. Spoiler alert, I'm not trying to be morbid, I promise you, but that is the best motivation on the planet, realizing that the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking and you will die. So are you living life on your own terms? Plus, and oh, by the way, a big plus here, you being the happiest, bravest, most badass version of yourself will only benefit those closest to you. And the world needs more of this. So my advice is this, show them, show them, show them with your courage and become a fear role model because your courage is so contagious. And if someone isn't down with who you want to be and where you want to go, bless them and move on, but keep going. All right, question number four comes from Riri1516 on the Instagram. She asked me a great question. She says, how do you keep your momentum going, which I love because this is our theme in January, momentum. How do you keep your momentum going when you're not sure what lane, what lane you belong in yet? 
Okay, here's the deal. Fear loves this space because it is easy to stop you because you feel a little unfocused. And when we're unfocused, it is hard to stay in forward momentum. Trust me, I have been there. I live in this space regularly. I am most certainly a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I mean, listen, think about this. Just let this sink in, Riri, and every fear boss listening to this right now. When you think about all of the different things that make up your life so far, I can bet you've pivoted a lot. Take for me, take me for example, rather. I started in radio television. I was a radio television major in college. I, I I wanted to be Katie Kirk. I wanted to be on the news. And then I'm like, no, no, no. I want to be an MTV VJ. I want to be downtown Judy Brown, like downtown Julie Brown. And then I found myself bartending, running bars. And then I entered into a hotel career. And then I started doing improv. And then I became a speaker. And now I'm an author and a podcaster and a creative entrepreneur and a CEO. Think about that. Think of all of those things I've just rattled off. I didn't pick a lane. Now, I started somewhere and then I decided how that felt and let that open up new doors and remained curious and watched that walk me into the next version of myself. So you'll see, I didn't just pick one lane. I started somewhere and I allowed myself the grace to stay curious and in forward momentum because each one of those things that I rattled off in my life, they required the other. And I don't think that you can actually find your lane without experimenting. Fuck the lane. Drive all over the road until you find something that keeps you up at night in a good way. Not anxiety, but something that makes you feel electric right now in this moment because you are changing every minute, every day, every hour, every year, every decade, and you should. I mean, I'm sitting here recording this podcast as a 43-year-old woman, and if I was the same Judy at 23 years old, God bless us all, we'd be in some trouble right now, right? I've grown. I've evolved, and that is the gift. You will change and so will your lanes. But isn't that exciting to think about? So I'd say the way to keep momentum is to keep experimenting, to stay curious, to become a fierce scientist and get outside of your comfort zone a lot. You got to try new things, fear boss. You got to meet new people. You got to open new doors. Maybe you try on a coach and work with someone new or take a class and read books outside of your comfort zone. This is what's going to keep you moving forward versus stuck in your apartment or in your house overthinking or waiting for a, air quotes here, sign from the universe. You've just got to keep going. Beware inspirational overdosing. I think a way fear hides is by keeping us stuck in the learning process, right? There is nothing wrong with learning and reading and taking classes and getting degrees and bossing up on podcasts. I mean, listen, I live for that stuff, but we can get caught there too. We have to be taking action. So fear boss, my answer to you there is to just keep going, keep experimenting, remain a fierce scientist and try new things until you find the thing that keeps you awake at night right now. All right. Question number five comes from the amazing fear boss, Shannon at shenanigans924 on Instagram. She asks this, can you further explain imposter syndrome and ways to accept it 
and get over it. So I actually write about imposter syndrome in my book on page 15, and it's, of course, in the audiobook version as well. So just let this sink in a little bit. So here's how I start this section on imposter syndrome. Do you ever have that feeling that one day everyone will discover that you are really a fraud, that you don't deserve your big job and even bigger salary, that you actually have zero clue what you are doing? Yeah. Hello, imposter syndrome. Welcome to the fear party. According to an article in Harvard Business Review, here's how they define imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So this means, fear boss, that you're out there killing the game, killing the game. And there is evidence that you are killing the game and you still feel like an imposter. It goes on to say, imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their confidence. High-achieving, highly successful people often suffer, so imposter syndrome doesn't equate with low self-esteem or a lack of self-confidence. In fact, some researchers have linked it with perfectionism, especially in women and among academics. Here's the deal, fear boss. No one knows what they are doing most days. Growth is insanely uncomfy. When you are becoming a version of yourself that you've never been before, it is scary as hell when you earn that degree, get that promotion, land the big job, make more money, write the book, or enter into a new relationship, you're entering into uncharted waters. So give yourself some grace and take a deep breath. You're going to feel awkward from time to time because it is awkward when you do stuff you've never done before. Who cares? Entering those new waters is success in itself. So go ahead, be proud of yourself for that and own it. Listen, you did not get lucky by chance. You earned it. And showing up is what matters the most. Plus, I love to think about this idea of imposter syndrome as a way for us to step into our power as fear bosses. Why do we get all nervous and when imposter syndrome shows up, we go, oh no, imposter syndrome again, what am I going to do? This is the worst feeling. Can we flip the script? And when imposter syndrome arrives, you now start saying, aha, I have arrived. I have arrived because in my opinion, in a fear boss opinion, when imposter syndrome arrives, it means you are ready for more. It means you know you are made for more. It means you are ready. You are hungry and you are awake and alive to the things that you dream and desire for yourself. So first things first, Shannon and every fear boss listening to this, when imposter syndrome arrives, Give yourself a big old high five because it means you have arrived. It means you are ready for more for yourself. You're awake to this idea. And you have to remember also that this is a way fear hides. So you have to remain in control. You call the shots, not imposter syndrome, not fear. And remember, fear only wants to stop you. And imposter syndrome is a tool fear uses to do that. 
I deal with this all the time. I mean, just the other day, I have a funny story for you. So I went to Second City in Chicago. My friend Andrew Knox, who's amazing, is on the main stage right now at Second City. So if you get a chance to go see the main stage show that's up right now at Second City, Andrew's incredible, and so is the whole cast, and it's a really great show. So, you know, I let him know I was coming, and I got to go backstage after the show and meet the cast, and it was so cool. And I get backstage, I sit in the front row, and it's just such a great show. And then we, my husband and I go backstage to say hi to Andrew, meet the cast, and it's really, you know, listen, I studied at Second City, and I've been backstage, and, you know, I've been there before, but let me tell you, I freaked out. I totally clammed up. I got back there, and I was so freaking awkward. I was so nervous. I don't know what was going on, but I like just totally lost my cool. I got so in my head and I felt like an imposter. I felt like I wasn't worthy to be there because I had never done the main stage. I did conservatory and I'm I'm an alum of that conservatory. I studied and performed with Andrew, but yet here I am backstage feeling like an imposter, like I'm not good enough, like they're all going to make fun of me and who am I to be back here with them? And I just freaked out and I get out of the room and I just like awkwardly say goodbye and bye everybody and I was like I was like I have back sweat and I look at my husband I'm like what just happened in there and he's like oh my god you weren't yourself and I go I felt like a complete imposter. So, you know, we have to remember that we are human beings and we have to give ourselves some grace. But because I'm a fear boss, I knew better. I was able to take a deep breath give myself that grace and just do better next time. I am not an imposter. I am worthy. I am deserving. I earned my space in this place. I deserve to be here and every day I'm getting better. So really talking to yourself with love and grace will help you when you get into a moment and you fear that you can't get yourself out of it. Just know that it's a way fear tries to stop you. Give yourself some grace and keep moving forward. You are not an imposter. You deserve to be here. You are beautiful. You are brave. And anytime imposter syndrome shows up, listen to it. It means you know you are ready for more. Okay, so there you have it. We got through five questions and hopefully I'll be able to do more in the future. But for now, thank you to every fear boss who submitted their questions. They were so good. And I hope you got value out of that. Keep the questions coming. I will be jumping on to my Instagram stories at Judy Holler. So come hang out with me there. I answer questions weekly on the regular because I can't get to everything here on the show. But definitely keep those cues coming and I'll keep DJing out the A's. Also, make sure you're using the hashtag, hashtag the fear boss show so we can build this community online and all meet each other. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week on the show. In the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with a fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. 
for more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Airport, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.